Well, I've got to say, you're probably the first person to request coming on inside five episodes again. Uh, so clearly you've been up to a lot. So this week on the Chess After Show, I'm going to catch up again with Anvil Tactical. Cue the music. Listening to the Chairsoft Show, your weekly Airsoft podcast interviewing retailers, manufacturers, sites, and personalities within the Airsoft community. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can contact me facebook.com forward slash the Chairsoft Show, Instagram at the Chairsoft Show, or email Andy at the Chairsoft Show.co.uk. As you heard in the introduction, Anvil Tactical Airsoft's back. Good evening, buddy. How are you? Hi, Andy. Thanks for having me back on the show. Awesome to be here. Good to have you back. Good to have you back. Now, you, like I said in the introduction, you're the First person that I've known who, within five episodes, started they can come back on. I don't even think Kieran <laughs> was that quick a turnaround. <laughs> yeah, trying to break records, mate. Trying to break records. Well, speaking of Kieran, actually, he still hasn't got back to me with that patch I asked him to design to go over the exact patch that we discussed in the last episode. Really? That's so, annoying. What did you ask him for again? I've forgotten now. I just asked for like a logo thing, but I've asked him to just sort of do something with it and come up with something epic, giving him free reign and. I think right. he's slacking. I think he's slacking. We need to kick yeah. him a little bit. I think it's uh, I think it's a lockdown taking effect, mate. To be honest, yeah. um, yeah, I'll, I'll give him a I'll give him a little kick up the butt to make sure he gets that yeah, done properly. I'm have eh? to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So you've asked to come back on. You've had a lot going on. Uh, you've given me a load of things you want to discuss as well. So quite frankly, this mm. is your time now. So let's get straight into it. Mm, so the first absolutely. thing you wanted to go through was the products you sent me, uh, the ones I've already received. Now, I've got obviously I had the Zap patch from before, um, mm, yeah. which I now know how to program that properly and get that right because something's gone <laughs> wrong. Which turned out it was me not reading all the options that I had on the app. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> um, and then I've since got the card, the NFC card that you did, like business card. Yeah, which I'm going to program up with sort of contact details. So if I go, when we're allowed to go places again, if I'm at shows or whatever and people want to get in touch, I can just give them that. They can go straight onto my email or go to my social medias or whatever, Mm. Um, which obviously I need to decide which one I'm going to go with for that because obviously I'll still have business cards as such but we don't want to just rely on those moving forward at the end of the day you know i think that card really is the future and like, like well, to said, be honest you can um you could choose everything to be honest because if you make a something i discovered recently if you make a free link tree account which is um yeah. it's like a website uh yeah. you could actually put in all of the links to all your social profiles and all your podcasts so for example as, as yourself you could put in the link to the Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, YouTube, your Instagram page, and everything all, all on one page. And it's a free account. And then you can link that to the Zap Patch or the Zap products. And then that's going to be kind of like the, the crossroads for everything as well. So that makes everything a lot more accessible for people who tap on it. Happy days. That's even better. Yeah, um, yeah. Now there is, I'm just having a look because you sent me the stickers as well. Now I've got some of the Mark ones. 
to put on my I'm going to put them on my AR mags um, on the 4 and 6 yeah. mags because I thought they tuck neatly into a corner um, on the mags and I can just keep them tucked away out of the way um, mm. still show people if I need to kind of thing um, and then the the other ones I've got is the Mark IIs which I'm going to stick to pistol mags yeah, um, I actually want to try and see if I can still fit pistol mags with them fitted on the sides, or if they need to go on the base plates. Yeah, I've got a. Um, I mean, some of the stuff that I have is a. I have a Marie Glock 18C and a, a Marie um, P226, and the P226 they fit perfectly on the bottom of the base plate. Uh, Mark 23s as well, they go on the side perfectly fine because it's like a little, um, there's, there's a little gap that they can go onto quite easily. And yeah, I, I mean, the Mark II fits perfectly onto most pistol magazines, so it shouldn't be too much of a problem. It's just uh, finding the right location to put it on. That's awesome. I'm, I'm going to have a little play around with those as well because one thing I want to do is make it so as if I lose a mag at a site or whatever, you've got the tag there. And mm, yeah, I can make people aware that if they find a mag, it's got that on there, and you can scan it and find out if it's your mag or not. Absolutely, yeah. It needs to be uh, it needs to be visible so people can obviously uh, yeah, know exactly. what it is and then scan it and then get back in touch yeah. with you so you can uh, get your mags back. Yeah, obviously. exactly. It's um, it's, it's one thing that moving forward as well could be really beneficial. I believe. Uh, I, I truly believe that because how often do you hear someone go, "Oh, I've lost a mag at a site now." If that is found and you sort of six months down the line, people tend to forget that they've lost a mag I've found. Like someone will go, oh, I lost a mag here about a year ago. And like, because I've seen it in the lost and found or whatever. I have seen that actually happen a couple of times. Now, if site owners are aware of these uh, zapped stickers, the patches, whatever, um, especially the stickers with kit, um, then you can lit a site owner finds a mag when they're doing this site cleanup or whatever. Oh, look, that's such and such. And then they've got your details there to get in touch with you and say, hi, this is such and such from this site. We found your mag. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that actually, because that's something that I've been looking at doing recently as well. Uh, looking at kind of the majority of magazines and equipment that gets lost. It's obviously done at the game sites and the majority is actually found by the game site owners and the marshals, like you said, by, you know the officials when they do cleanups after games and i was speaking to an airsoft site the other day actually as well and they said that they have a box that is absolutely massive just full of lost stuff that they have no idea what to do with and they can't actually you know do anything with it essentially because it's other people's stuff but there's no one to you know collect the lost items so they actually said you know, if it had the, the zap stickers and stuff on them, then it would help them to, you know, move the stock of the lost things back to the original owners. And in turn of that as well, one of the chief concerns about the zap sticker was just that it relies on somewhat on people's honesty. But when it's done through airsoft sites, the marshals who obviously find the majority of lost stuff know exactly what to look for, then they yeah. can, you know, tap on it themselves and they'll be able to get it back to the original owners much more easily than if it was done through players as such. So that's why we want to, at the moment, look really to kind of make deals and put the zap sticker into, you know, in, into flow through the sites rather more than just individual players because then that will help it to grow and obviously will return magazines and lost items to people much more frequently as well. Exactly. You know, this is something we need to push out... Um... 
So everyone listening, speak to your site owners, get them, get them in touch with Anvil Tactical Airsoft on the social medias. Uh, tell them mm. about this product. Uh, I'll be uploading some photos when I eventually get it all sorted and um, I get everything sorted out perfectly so I can get some decent photos of the products actually on my kit. Um, <laughs> when we can finally get out again to play some airsoft, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's another matter entirely. That's something we can have to the, uh, <laughs> discussion later. Um, of course, yeah. Because we're hot on the heels of that announcement on the day we record this. Um, but yeah, on, honestly, I think this is going to be the way forward. We need to start speaking to site owners about this and also getting the word out amongst players as well. So anyone who's listening, get in touch with Anvil. Just find out the basic information so you know what you're speaking about when you speak to site owners because not all of them are social media savvy we should say um so yeah it's, it's definitely worth looking into this technology it's, it's gonna help resolve so many lost kit issues absolutely i mean just to push the idea a little bit more it's just even if the site owners i mean they don't have to be on board of the whole idea and have you know stock the zap stickers and everything in their site but even if they just know what to look for if the officials know what they're looking for and that's just going to help an absolute ton to get people, yeah. you know. I mean, I was speaking to someone the other day and he's spending, you know, in terms of CO2 mags, you know, anywhere between 30 to 50 pounds per magazine. And, you know, just yeah. having that zap sticker on it. And then if it gets found by a marshal at the end of the day, especially in CQB size, because obviously it's a lot less complicated than CQB when it's urban to find lost stuff than when you have obviously bushes and all these sort of undergrowth things to look through. But when you find a lost thing and you see this zap sticker on there, if the marshal knows what to look for, it's just going to save you a ton of money and it's just going to make life for everyone just a, a pile easier. And it's just an absolute goal right now to try and get as many people on board with the idea and the project as possible so that people can obviously find, you know, their lost stuff a lot easier and not have to worry as much about when they lose things that it's never going to be seen again, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's uh, it is honestly just getting that word out, just so people are aware. It's an awareness thing more than anything. They, like you said, they don't have to get on board, but just knowing can save people a lot of money. I mean, like GHK mags. Let's be honest. If you've got a GHK gas mag, that's what fifty quid a pop. Yeah, you really want to be forking out for those if one's gone missing. Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. And uh, what else have you done recently? Oh yeah, you did the special edition ice patch as well, didn't you, for the Zap patch? oh yeah that was that was that was a fun one actually we i mean it was a bit late in the year obviously but funnily enough um the day we released it started snowing again mostly around the country almost everywhere so it was perfect release time essentially but no it was it was a very fun project to do obviously with invictus and kieran it was you know it was fun to design it we always knew that we wanted to have the blue ice in the middle of it and then the multicam alpine on the outside of it and it would look really good and then i mean what it was it was always an idea. And then when we got to see it for the first time in real life, it just blew our minds away to look at it. And I think everyone absolutely loved it. You know, it was gone in a couple of days. And and then obviously with the, the snow coming through London and through, you know, most of the country, I think everyone got some really good pictures of it too. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a wasted opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and they did look amazing as well. Mm. But you've not stopped there, have you? 
<laughs> never, never stopping, Andy. Always going, always going. Yeah, always moving forward. Uh, you've recently taken on plan. some ambassadors as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. We've been um, looking to expand in the, in the whole social media aspect. And that's really what's kind of got us into the market in the first place. I mean, you know, the Zap Patch is a great product and everything, but it wouldn't have been you know, as popular as popular as it is now without obviously the support of all the ambassadors and people who support the brand. So ambassadors and social media, you know, the whole the whole big picture of getting people on board of it and, you know, fans and people who want, you know, to help us to grow is just absolutely massive. So the whole ambassador scene is absolutely, you know, key for us as a whole business. Yeah, I noticed you took on the legend that is Chief as well. Um, yeah, he, he was the first. I sort of know the first one that really seemed to post up about it. To be honest with you, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We've had a. It's it's quite funny actually because a lot of the first people who join you know, the ambassador program from day one, they're they're all still here and they're all actually very you know close to the business now and they're always yeah. interested in what's going on and I, I talk to them regularly and you know keep them informed and you know the little sneak previews and everything of what's going on and what the plans are and no it's really it's really community-based and that's something I think is very important for the business as well not just on you know a sales and marketing side but I really believe in creating a community and a, and a group of people who you know believe in you know the moral ethics of what we're trying to do and just having a, a strong positive community to not only help you know, myself to grow the business, but also to provide things that the S community needs and wants as well. That's something that's really important to me as well. I really want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing that is also, you know, going to help everyone. Yeah, I know what you mean. And like, like you said, it's uh, building that community around your product as well. So I guess people hyped up when new products come out, you've got your ambassadors who have their own, effectively a micro community going around them as well. Um, and then it just literally goes out from there, and then next thing you know, everyone's got Zap products in their lives. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much how it is. I mean, we set up a Facebook group for the ambassadors recently, and it's quite funny watching how everyone kind of interacts with each other. It's a really, it's a really strong community of people, and I have to say, everyone who's involved with the brand is just—they're they're all incredible, all incredible people. And you know, I couldn't fault any one of them for what they do. They're all absolutely fantastic people so you know big big credit to everyone who's kind of involved with the brand and the whole the mission that's going on here awesome uh that's that's not the only thing you recently launched your airsoft fit programs as well so yep. uh, tell us a bit more about them because speaking to you before we came on you've been challenging yourself and you're looking to do a marathon in May. yeah yeah that's right <laughs> uh, you're mental for one um <laughs> I'll, I'll stand there with a bucket of KFC at the sidelines cheering you on. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Um, I think, I mean, on, on my own personal, on my own personal note, I've been doing, I've been a tennis player since I was very young and I've always, always been interested in sports and, you know, keeping fit and doing you know, things that keep me healthy. Um, the other day, I was, I, mean, I think probably about three to four weeks ago now, I'd been running, consistently 5k runs every day just about to try and keep myself fit during lockdown and I came to realize that I'm just a lot more interested in doing tougher challenges than just something every day to keep myself fit for the hell of it in that sense so I thought right you know what I'm going to do a marathon I'm going to get myself ready for it 
um tomorrow i'm going to run a half marathon i've never done it before but if i drop <laughs> i'll know i'll know how fit i am i know how, how far I have to go and if i if i complete it then you know i'll know about where i am so i managed to get through it and yeah i'm getting myself ready for it. i want to do it by may the 2nd and that will probably be a personal marathon just for myself and then when things are cleared up again i'd want to do an official one probably like london marathon mm. uh yeah obviously at some point when things become obviously more accessible yeah definitely definitely well this is this is this is one thing we were going to come on to at the end about the accessibility but what was the inspiration behind the Absolutely. airsoft fit programs you come up with then because i did have a brief look um my personal mm. thing, as people who know me will know, is I've never really been that good at exercise. And it's it's difficult for me to find something that keeps me retained and keeps me interested, which is why I love Airsoft, because it's sort of, I'm out, I'm running around, I'm exercising, but I really enjoy mm. it. Sure. And like, yes, yeah, sure, okay, like the first game back, I'm going to get back and I know my legs are going to ache and I'm going to be out of breath and I'm going to sound mm. like a 90-year-old asthmatic. But at the end of the day, I'll still have a great day and enjoy it uh, when I eventually get back out there again. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to know more about these. And I'm sure, I'm sure people who are listening who may have, let's say, may have let themselves go during the lockdowns because it's been lockdown after <laughs> lockdown after lockdown and might want to just get their fitness levels back up before we get back out on the field again. Well, yeah, that definitely, yeah. I think that definitely implies to everyone, you know, everyone's kind of had a bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a, a slob period in lockdown, everything, you know, it's, it's only natural, you know, the, the food and the, and bed and Netflix, it's all very appealing stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. But yeah. no, so Airsoft Fit is basically something that I've wanted to do for a while to kind of give something back to the community. And with a sports background myself, I know how, how destructive injuries can be to people and obviously being a tennis player it's always been a crucial part of me for self-performance and optimizing myself to maintain my own you know warm-up routines and cool-down routines you know before and after my training so that you know I can obviously stay healthy and fit and not have any kind of physical problems and the thing about airsoft is I think is obviously airsoft is a game, but at the same time you can get injured in airsoft like you can in any sport. You know, when you have when you're when you're playing outside, you know, your ankles are exposed to you know different kind of terrain things. It's very easy to slip and slide and you can hurt yourself. And obviously there's a lot of running around, there's lots of uphill stuff. And don't forget you're carrying a you know a heavy a heavy gun all day long and you're running around and you're you know the thing about airsoft is that when you're facing getting shot no matter how tough you think you are there's going to be adrenaline pumping through your veins and when you have adrenaline you know in your system you're always going to be pushing yourself very hard and you're always going to be trying your hardest so if your body isn't physically ready for that then there's always a chance you're going to get yourself injured which is why I wanted to create a a warm-up program before airsoft which kind of activates the key muscle groups that are under stress from airsoft so for example when you're carrying your gun your shoulders and your neck and your back are the things that are going to suffer the most when you're running around and you're going uphill your your quads and your glutes are, are the, you know the key muscles that are going to suffer the most so i created a completely free program for warm-ups that people can do you know in, you know 10 to 15 minutes 
before an airsoft game that they can just follow. It's very easy and it doesn't require much equipment or anything. And they can just do that. And that's just going to make sure they that the muscles that are going to be under stress guaranteed from airsoft are going to be activated and obviously less likely to sustain an injury from any kind of you know disruption to anything normal. So if you if you're running and you slip or something, your muscles will be a lot more a lot more warmed up. I mean, I heard something uh, a couple of years ago that took to me quite a bit actually from a, a free running athletes. He said that your muscles are like chewing gum. You know, when if it's not being chewed, you know, it's it's cold, it's stiff, it doesn't move much. But when you've chewed it and it warms up, it gets more flexible. And then you know, when things happen to it, you know, it just stretches. And that's how it is with muscles as well. So the whole warm up thing is just an idea to try and help people sustain less injuries and be more ready to you know, put out 100% physical effort. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, I mean, I've seen people go down at, of all fitness levels, go down at games over the years. So it is just literally another thing to think about at the end of the day. You know, if you look after your muscles, you, you're less likely to come out hurting. I'd, I'd have to try it at my first game, see if I come out not aching as much as I have done yeah, do. for the first game back. I mean, the warm-up program is absolutely free. So, you know, you just go onto the website, yeah. you, you you order it, and then it, there's a download link straight away as soon as you've placed the order for it. Um, but also, apart from that, we also made some strength and outdoor and body weight programs as well to improve strength. I mean, what we did, the system we worked by, was we, worked, we wrote uh, polls in the social media. So we got the opinions of airsoft players to tell us what, what hurts the most when they're playing after playing and where they feel like they could be better. And essentially we want to optimize the airsoft player by tailoring our programs to the needs of what they find they need to be better at. So we made, like I said, three sets of programs, all that cover specific things. And they, every one of them is tailored using, you know, data from airsoft players to create exercises and programs that fit the needs of an airsoft player and target what they need to work on and what obviously is the most vulnerable points of their body when they're playing. Yeah, definitely. So make sure to check those out, guys. Um, as you said, they're all on the website. So it's definitely worth checking out. Just look after your body mainly is the main thing. As much as people say, oh, it's a hobby, not a sport, at the end of the day, you are exercising. It is a sport. Yeah, I mean, SF is a... Airsoft is a game until it's not. And the thing about playing a game versus, no matter what you say, mm. you know, who you think you are, even if even if you believe it's a game, mm. if you believe it's a sport, it doesn't matter what your beliefs are. If you can get injured like mm. you can in a normal sport, you should treat yourself like you would in an, in a sport. So, <laughs> I mean, even if you think, right, I'm going to have a game of Airsoft, I want to have fun, there's mm. absolutely no reason for you not to spend 10 to 15 minutes just taking care of yourself to make mm. sure you don't hurt yourself and you reduce the risk of getting yourself seriously injured. Because the fact is that when you're pushing your body in anything, you know, airsoft, paintball, any kind of sport, if you're pushing your body to the maximum and you're, <laughs> you know, you're obviously, you know, working very hard, you know, to play airsoft, it's a very, it's a very demanding sport in terms of physicality, mm. no matter who you are in those circumstances, your body is vulnerable to injury. And if you don't take care of yourself, you know, something could happen. And obviously, like I said, it's a game until it's not. So. Trust me, there's nothing worse than doing something to yourself at a game. You know, even dehydration, that sucks at Airsoft. 
Good luck Absolutely, getting over that yeah. one. I've had that before. I've learned the hard way, and good luck getting over that. Um, that was our <laughs> weekend as well, as well, so I couldn't even have a bloody beer in the evening because I just felt so groggy and horrible. I just went back to the hotel and went to sleep because it was sort of like <laughs> it was a day game. Then a load of people stayed on the site, but I was like, "No, nah, I'm going to go to a hotel because you're less likely to get pranked for one." <laughs> yeah. You know, these were guys that decided it was fun to throw pyros into rooms when you were sleeping. Kind oh, bloody of hell, that so, must be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Needless to say, you always wore hearing protection when you went to bed. Especially, <laughs> yeah, at, the sites, especially at the sites where 12 gauges were allowed. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that, yeah. Um, so looking back to your points, I'm just going to skip over number three that you sent me for a minute and we'll come back to that one. Uh, at the end sure uh so in the next few days you've said you're launching well it might be out by the time this goes out because this is going out on monday the first yeah so it may well be be out by then but guys there's there's a zap patch in multicam tropic out yeah that's the one so um obviously assuming that we've launched it before this goes out we've now, yeah. obviously, alongside Invictus, we've created the Zap Patch in the Multicam Tropic Camo. And personally, I think this is going to absolutely fly off the shelves because it's the first time we've created the Zap Patch in a proper camouflage pattern. And obviously, the Multicam Blackie was very popular, and that one, you know, has been our, our key selling point for a long time. But there's obviously a massive majority of players who are running multi-cam kits and chess rigs and everything. And I think this is going to be mm. a big sell, a big sell and something that's going to get seen a hell of a lot over the next couple of weeks or months to come uh, on a lot of kits for sure. Yeah. I'm definitely going to be getting one of these because my first goal is to get back into my multi-cam Tropic because it was a little bit tight last time I wore it. Really? Uh, <laughs> what, yeah. What's that? Your, your chess rig? No, my, I've actually got a full sort of clothing loadout, multi-cam Tropic, and then I wear my... Uh, really? I need to get actual multi-cam, but I've been loving my Viper Tactical too much. Um, yeah? Yeah, with the uh, the VX system. So I've been wearing that far too much. Uh, mm. I actually need to give it a bit of a rest. Um, oh, no, I'm going to have to buy another Fair PT. Enough. I'm going to have to buy another PTT now. There goes right. another 120 quid. <laughs> <laughs> yep, goodbye. Um, I tell you what, actually, the other day I saw a, a new camo that's come out recently that was absolutely in awe of, to be honest. It's um, it's, it's kind of a, a green, black and sand tiger camo. I know it's been out before in the military and stuff, but I think it's mm. having a bit of a comeback now. It looks absolutely incredible. I want to do some stuff around that too. Ooh, I think I know the one you mean as well. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, it I, looks really good. I'm looking at this thinking I tend to wear black or multicam tropic at games, uh, depending on whether I'm indoors or outdoors. So I thought the multicam tropic patch would go nicely with my kit as well. So yeah, I'm, that, I think I'm going to be, be perfect, picking then. one of those up. You have um, the multicam black already, don't you? Then yeah, yeah, I think yeah, that was the one you sent me back last year, wasn't it? Yeah, a while ago now, wasn't it? Funny how time flies. Yeah, I know. Well, that that was uh, before we got you on the show before. So you're looking October, November last wow. year. Wow, 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 wow. Long time. Like, well, yeah, where, where the hell is the... Well, we've been in lockdown, so that's where the time's gone, sitting at home staring at your four walls mainly. <laughs> so true, so true. Um, but I suppose this is sort of... Has this sort of pushed you as well? Is that what... 
what's pushed you to come up with all these new ideas because you've had a bit more time on your hands potentially because of lockdowns and that um i think i think lockdowns what's made me to be honest in terms of anvil it's really just been an opportunity to you know put a big push in on the social media side of business and airsoft and everything and I mean, recently we hit 5K followers on Instagram and yep. I think we've, we've been growing a hell of a lot every day on the whole Instagram scene. And it's just, it's been a really good opportunity. I mean, obviously, 100% respect to everyone who's, you know, suffered from lockdown. I know there's a lot of jobs yeah. and a lot of people who've received, you know, a lot of stress from the whole thing. But I mean, personally for me, I've found that lockdown has really helped the whole business because, obviously that's an online store it's really helped me to push the whole social media aspect of it like I said and when it when you've got an online store you know when you when you have an online store you can really then focus on Instagram and Facebook and all these social medias and growing a following and then you can build that kind of community around the whole thing and that you know that's that's one just one side of it so um, I've obviously improved a hell of a lot on the social media aspects of it but then the other side of it is just that you have a lot of time in your hands as well. So you have time to think about you know, where you want to progress and what you want to do. And I mean, like I said in the last show as well, a couple of weeks ago, I'm really focused on finding and identifying problems and then creating solutions and products to fix those problems. So, you know, I've had time to really think about how I want to progress in the markets and what I want to do in terms of products and innovations and stuff. And, there's a, I mean, I can tell you there's a hell of a lot of stuff that's in the pipeline right now and everything is, it's really incredible. It's amazing to see. And I think that for something that, I mean, a properly start in September of 2020, the growth rate has just been incredible. I mean, I don't know if you realize, but we um featured in the SF International magazine in January as well. I mean, that was absolutely massive as well for us. I did see that actually. Yeah, I'm going to congratulate you on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I know you had um you had Paul on on the on the show a couple of weeks ago as well. I got to speak to him. He's a very very smart individual. You know, he's a he's a great businessman as well. I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, I can't wait for the um the AI events to come back this year, or hopefully this year or soon. Yeah. Whenever. Um. Now Paul was talking about that as well. Yeah. He mentioned he mentioned the AI five hundred events and. You know, we were kind of discussing some potential ideas to maybe collaborate on them as well. So hopefully we can make something happen there. Yeah, definitely. It's so worth it. Um, I really enjoyed the ones at Cleethorpes for sure. They were uh, good fun events. And basically what I expected out of it, I got. And I just went for fun and fucked shit up a weekend with my buddies. (laughs) That's what it was all about at the end of the day. Um, of course, that is the that is the aim of airsoft, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, where's business going to go? What, what's what's coming next for Anvil? We've spoken at great length about what's coming up and what you've got coming out at the moment. So, what have you got in the pipeline for the future? Like I like I said, Andy. I mean, the the whole idea is to is to improve airsoft, and you know, I'm not looking to you know, reinvent the wheel here. I don't really want to, you know, make the next, <laughs> you know, make the next Gillies too, to make the next, you know, something the other that's already been done a thousand times. And I'd rather give something back to the community that's going to help improve the game. That's sort of the philosophy I'm aiming for here. So what I want to do is create products that will help the community and will 
helped improve Ersa because the thing the thing I've realised actually is that you know obviously as a business owner I have a lot of people who ask me you know what I do in my personal life who ask me what to do mm. and when I say you know I own an airsoft business a lot of people would say you know you know what's airsoft but if you said you know I own a paintball business everyone knows what paintball is yeah. and I think that's I mean, obviously, all due respect to paintball players, but in my personal belief, I think that airsoft is, you know, a lot better than paintball because, you know, the guns, they're more accurate, they shoot further, it's less painful, there's less danger. I, I just think that in general, as a sport, airsoft you know, outmatches paintball, and I think that it deserves to get a lot more recognition than it has right now. So my goal is to, you know, push airsoft out into the public a lot more, but also to improve the sport in as many ways as possible. I mean, it's, I mean, it's obviously... A fantastic sport airsoft and it is incredibly fun but I think there are things that need to be improved in it such as obviously hit taking and you know cheating and stuff and there's you know, there's an abundance of things it's like you know there's so many gaps to be filled and I want to be one of the, the people that fills the majority of these gaps so that people know you know Anvil was the person who you know helped to you know make the community a better place and make airsoft better and then obviously in turn help to grow the sport in general but obviously I think your question was more focused on specific things as well so like I said obviously the multi-cam tropic patch will be coming out soon the zap yeah. patch and we're going to continue to innovate things around the zap products as well for some period of time as well I have plans to make an ammo brand as well with a difference um, that's one thing I don't want to do I don't want to make things that are you know generic and have already been done before like i said i'd rather make something that you know stands out from the crowd and fixes a particular problem and then mm. you know caters to the masses in that sense but you know i mean the the whole picture is you know looking very big at the moment obviously right now in lockdown is hard to to grow because people aren't playing so much mm. but the plans and the things that are in the pipeline and, you know the wheels that are turning right now are absolutely massive and you know, I'm a big fan of collaboration as well. So I've been speaking to a lot of other companies and manufacturers and stuff. And there's a lot of there's a lot of community work that's going into the whole business right now. And I think that some of the things that are coming up are going to absolutely blow people away. So I'm really excited for, you know, the 29th when things start to hopefully reopen again. And then, you yeah. know, the world starts to see some kind of normality. This is well, yeah. That you mentioned the 29th, that was one thing that I was um gonna come on to at the end of the episode. So, what we've seen today, uh, on the day of recording, it's the day after Boris's announcement, uh, yeah. when we recorded this. So, this today is the 23rd of Feb. Um, and what, what I've seen today, I personally wonder if it's jumping the gun a bit. Now, they said outdoor sports, but I remember reading something that said there was going to be a caveat on numbers. Mm. So I'm, I, I wonder what you're... And guys, guys listening to this episode now, please, please, please jump in the comments or drop me a message or whatever and let me know if you think differently. A uh, healthy debate is good. Just don't be a dick, as we always say. Um, <laughs> but yep. I've, I've seen... I mean being one of the moderators on UKAC as well. Now, I could tell you right now there is some posts pending for events, which basically came out as soon as people heard about the 29th. 
Mm. And I sit here wondering, have people jumped the gun a bit? Now, I, I know everyone's dying to get back out, and I know places think they can be COVID secure, and I know a lot of places that are COVID secure as much as they can be. You know, let's be honest, it's airsoft. Uh, it's, there's always going to be a degree of risk with anything um, in airsoft. Uh, but uh, what I'm concerned about personally is that we're going to see some sites um, that decide to open up at almost full capacity again and it ends up being a bit of a shit show, as there were yeah. before. And I just wonder if people are jumping the gun because we don't know if there's going to be a restriction on the amount of numbers because, you know, as much as people try and get around it, if they say you can only have six people exercising outdoors, you can't say, oh, well, they're six and they're six and they're six and they're six when you're at an airsoft skirmish of 100 people, can you? <laughs> no, you can't, no. Um, so, like I said, guys, jump in the comments um, and get involved with it because like, we need to discuss this because is airsoft going to change for a little while is the question. I think it, I think it will. I think... The problem, the problem with COVID is that at the very beginning of when the whole pandemic started, the, the general, the general population, you know, obviously the kind of leaders of the country and everything, that everyone, the general opinion was that it was like the flu virus, basically, and it, mm-hmm. that everyone sort of thought that this is going to be, you know, something that'll be around until, you know, summer, winter, twenty twenty, and then it'll be gone. Everything's going to be back to normal. But I think the the cold hard reality of COVID is that. You know, it's not going to go and it's always going to be something that's always going to be you know, stuck around in some dark corner. And obviously with the vaccine rollouts and everything, that's all fantastic. And, you know, everyone's got mixed opinions in it, so that's fine. But I think we're going to see a, a big decrease in, you know, the, the rates of everything over the next few months, which is great. But I think it's always going to have some kind of an effect on, you know, on, on general life. So I don't think that it's ever going to truly be back to like how it was a year and a half ago, for example. But in terms of jumping the gun, I think it's, it's still very early to say what the numbers are going to do. But I mean, looking at the numbers, you know, every, every day, you know, I kind of keep an eye on it as well, just to you know, keep myself informed. But I mean, to me, it seems like the numbers are still extremely high considering how long we've been in lockdown. I mean, I think there's still around, 10 to 11,000 uh, new on. cases yeah, per I, day. I, had the, I actually had the article flash up for today's cases. Uh, I will just find that now. Yeah. Um, it was still... Now, bearing in mind, with uh, it's what, Tuesday? Uh, um, still yeah, got yeah, it was Tuesday. 8,489 new cases, mm. which is still high. Um, <laughs> that's that's, high that, although that's the lowest it's been for a few days now. Uh, 548 new deaths. Good news on people in hospital has gone down 196. Um, and then mm. obviously it gives you the vaccine doses as well. First vaccine doses now. That's another thing. I think. Uh, I, no, I'm not going to get into it now because I'll, I'll get one. <laughs> but I've I've literally spent the last few weeks calling people out and posting the anti-vax stuff and not having substantial facts. You know, there was one guy, Chris Adams knows this one, if he's listening. Chris, how you, I hope you're well, buddy. Um, but he jumped in on it with me and we had a good discussion about it because a guy posted up a story that apparently 53 people had died in Gibraltar after having the vaccine. And you're like, that would have been bigger news. <laughs> Your website that mm. you posted is full of shit. 
and that would have been bigger news if that had happened. So, you know, but yeah, that's the thing, you know, people want it, people don't, whatever. The the one, that's the other thing as well. You think about the average age of the airsofters in the UK and we tend to be in the groups that aren't going to get it for a while. So Mm. we still need to be careful because there's still a chance you could get this thing and you could have serious consequences. And I know of people who have underlying health conditions but don't qualify for the vaccine yet because they're not severe enough that are still at risk. And they're they're more than happy to go and start licking people's faces at SF games. (laughs) That's that's a big extreme. Not everyone licks faces, just some of them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, dear. But yeah, that's the situation we're in at the moment. And like me personally, my, my view on it is if you want to go and play you're making your own risk and you're going to play. Me, personally, I'm not in a rush to jump back out on the first day back, whenever that may be. A, because I know it's going to be fucking difficult to get booked into a game. For sure. B, is going to be in April, which tends to be the rainy time of year. So I don't want to yeah. be outside as much and the indoor sites aren't open. Airsoft is going to be like getting a haircut, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be packed. That's the other thing as well. I need a haircut. That's got to take priority. You know, I go for a haircut and a decent beard trim. That's 30 quid gone. 35 quid gone. When was your last haircut? When was your last haircut? Um, it must have been the week before we went into tier three, then four in the space of 48 hours. Right. Okay. It was a week or two before then, so like I've I've had I've got clippers, so I've kept my beard as tidy as I can. Yeah. Um, but I don't touch my hair because I like it cut a certain way, and there's a very yeah, few people too. I trust to do it the right way. It's almost like Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. You've got to have your haircut records. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, so, me too. I, I mean, I haven't had one since um probably about like may now i'm starting to look a bit crazy to be honest but um no yeah it's just it it was gone crazy that's the truth and uh, i can't wait to see some kind of normality come back to everything and i think there's just a massive queue up of people who can't wait to get back to airsoft and you know i can't wait for people to start playing again that's that's another thing as well i mean you know there's that products you know there's that patch and everything it's you know, it's all it's all very cool, but it does rely a lot on people being out playing to you know use it and find you know the full the full benefits of it. You know, there's lots of people who I've been speaking to who, you know, I, I quite often like to talk to people about how they've found the products and see what I could improve on and stuff. And they've all said that the Zap Patch is fantastic, but just haven't had the chance really to use it yet because of the lockdowns. And yeah. you know, it's it's going to bring a whole new side to everything when people can finally get back out to play and. I'm really looking forward to seeing the general feedback from the community and obviously being out to play again myself because, you know, I play too, obviously. And yeah, it's, yeah. I can't wait to, you know, meet up with people as well. And that's another mm-hmm. thing, all the ambassadors and all the people who support the brand as well. I cannot wait to, you know, finally do some meetups and talk yeah. to some people about, you know, everything in, in person and play with them because that's, that's where the real fun is. You know, when you have, you know, if you're a YouTuber or if you're anyone who's, you know, got a following, you can still, you know, make new friends and talk to new people and everything through the whole business aspect of things. And then you can go and play with them. And that's how, you know, new connections yeah. and 
friendships are built and that's i think the thing that everyone's really missing out at the moment is just the social aspect of it because when you talk to people you know for example ex-military people and just airsofts in general one of the main reasons why they play isn't just you know because they love to sling plastic around it's also because there's a fantastic community of people who are all very positive and supportive of each other and you can really you know find you know great new you know friendships and everything everything else you know aside from that too with other people it's it's fantastic and everyone's really missed out on that yeah i've got far too much kit i need to use as well <laughs> i know what you mean i know what you mean i've got kaiju 47 here to use and go and upset people really? with based on the looks of it, it what's really the fire rate of that then no it's not gonna it's not the fire rate have you seen have you not seen the kaiju 47 I actually haven't. I'm going to search it up now and have a look at this. Yeah. It's a very Marmite gun on the looks. Um, the best comment, actually... Uh, hang on, let me find this. I've got to quote this word for word. was from a good friend, Muzz, uh, Frank. Oh, I see that. Um, I've got a picture of it here. That's a nice-looking gun, actually. Decent. I know. I didn't like the looks of it when I saw the original one, personally, because I was a bit like, if it, it can't decide what it is. But then I saw the card. What colour have like, you got it in? It's, so the, the photos, I, I noticed the lighting doesn't quite do it justice, but it's um, it's it's a tan finish to it, basically, the Kaiju 47. It just sort of, the photos I've I mean, got, it looks a little bit darker. But the paint scheme is amazing. It's kind of got a you know? tan and butt stock, and it's got a tan... tan yeah, it's, it's uh, a very mix and match uh, paint scheme on it. It's a bit like it's a bit like a multicam kind of thing, isn't it? But in, yeah. in a gun. Yeah, it's I, I, I love the looks of it and the finishing and it's superb. It comes with the gate tight and fitted, um, which out of the box is amazing because you know I, you I end up putting one in one anyway. Uh, M lock mm. rail. I love the fact that next to uh, where you've got your single shot and your full auto and your selector, it's got end times and doomsday on there. It's got the speed soft trigger, mm. which I need to get used to. The flat trigger, um, which I need to get used to. Oh yeah, I can see that. What's the trigger like in it then? Is it is it one I of those that's I'll be honest, sort of very responsive? I haven't shot it yet because I've not had a battery or my target set up yet. I see, I see. Um, you've got the sort of the... Uh, what's it, what is it they call it? I'm going to read this right so I don't fuck it up. Yeah, go on then. It's got the new RN47 cutter brake, which is the muzzle brake, uh, which is the flash hider on the front, uh, uh-huh. which looks pretty cool. Um, but just show how Marmite this is. Loads of people said they, they like Foxy, Emma, she's put that she's growing more fond of it the more she sees it. Um, you know, the, the like Task Force podcast, the guys over there, they've said it just hits all the yes buttons for them. Uh, Planet podcast. Airsoft. <laughs> yeah, Planet Airsoft has put three little fire. Who I haven't seen yet in ages. He's got a load of photos I need to catch up with him, actually. Yeah, um, and there's loads of people said um, they like it, and then I get Frank, my buddy Frank Muzz, um, he's put not a fan. It makes me want to catch up, bottle my dick. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> very descriptive there. Yeah, it Thank was, but it, you know that, that's the sort of love or hate look it's got on it but I, I, I grow more and more fond of it like Emma I'm very much more fond of it and I mean obviously I've got to be now because I've bought it 
I'm not sure what I think of it. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I'm looking at an all black one of it. And I'm trying to figure out what it looks like a crossbreed of. And I'm not 100% sure, to be honest, because it definitely looks like a crossbreed of something. I'm it's always an AR platform say, with an AK mag. Yeah, I can see. I mean, I'm almost tempted to say that this looks a little bit like a cross between MP7 and a G36 or slightly. I'm not sure, though. I mean, it's it's like, it's interesting. There's so much going on in there that it just, I don't know, It's it's got this kind of a, a mix of everything going on but i think you could make it look like something really cool if you you know get the accessories right in it and everything and i mean it's a nice looking gun it's intriguing that's the thing about it yeah exactly uh, i can't wait to get it out i, I bet really yeah and i've got the, the uh, 226 as well <laughs> you're probably gonna put the battery in and find it doesn't work or something in the first game day <laughs> don't happens. say that i do not joke <laughs> <laughs> my, my TM oh, recoil. Oh, uh, that dear. gun is cursed. Is it really? Yeah, it is literally cursed. Um, really? Why? What? What's the curse? Go on, talk to me about the curse. What's going so on? My TM recoil has never worked since I had it, like properly, consistently really? for more than a year. Uh, it's been plagued with issues. I've had a lot of times the motors dropped where the grip was poor. Um, mm. um, it's currently at tech again. Uh, it's been there for probably over a year now because I can't use it basically. Yeah. Uh, and literally, what I want to do now, I just want to get it fixed up to a point where it works and then I want to fucking get mm. rid of it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Dear me. Tell you what, that surprised me actually because Tokyo Murray's, tell you what, they're so reliable usually, but. I obviously got a Duff one, but honestly now, yeah. in hindsight, I'd go to KWA. Really? Yep, every day of the week. Is that the um the Kaiju's KWA, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, Kaiju's KWA, I've got, oh bloody hell, I've got the T10, the Kaiju, I've got the Mod 1, QRF, I've got the TK45, mm. I've got the Rafika, his KWA pistol, and the oh, Sigas as Rafika's well as KWA. Oh, that Rafika's obnoxious. I'm bringing that to the first game we meet up at. When <laughs> over. I remember so... the Rafika from Modern Warfare 2 days. That was like the gun to go to. Three Little three-round burst, accurate, shoots the distance, yeah. and you know, does some damage, I suppose. This yeah, thing's obnoxiously loud indoors. You know, when, really? when, I, when I brought it, we went on... Obviously, you can't use full auto indoors at sites. But, um, is it gas blowback or is it? Yes, yeah, gas blowback. Electric? Oh my god, does it do the um? Does it do the three round burst? Yeah, like that's a gas blowback. Yeah, it's single three round burst and full auto. You have got to send me a video of that. I must see that. That sounds I'll do that so cool. The weekend, but we we unleashed hell on the range when I brought it, and people were literally coming and standing at the door like, "What the fuck was that? <laughs> what is this thing?" Yeah, yeah um, I can imagine. We've got a bit sidetracked because there was one more topic I just want to touch on quickly before we wrap up for tonight. Now, I've had of loads of people message me about this and I didn't want to get into it. But we've got to get into Bill C-21 in Canada. Um, I've had you message me about it. I've had Operation Airsoft mention it to me. They sent me things. Obviously, Sheep signed it. Loads of people saying, sign the petition. Now, can I really sign a petition that's um, for something in Canada? But um, mm, that's beside no, the point. Oh, Chris Berry men- messaged me as well. I'll give Chris a shout out on the podcast because I haven't done that before, I don't think. So, hope you're well, Chris. Um, but 
I'm torn on this one because, like, I understand that there's repercussions potentially globally for us if if this thing does go ahead. And basically, the general gist of what I get from it is it could ban airsoft in Canada. Yeah, is the only way I could describe it, and that has potential ramifications worldwide for airsoft. Now, at a time when Absolutely. you're looking at the other end of the spectrum and you've got Western Australia trying to get it legalised and making good progress on that situation as well, you've now got Canada going the other way. Mm. And yeah. I get that. I get that it's tough. And then I sit there and I, th- like, the, the um, sceptic and everything and sort of like, I don't know, salty to an extent was... Where was Canada when we had all our problems going on over here? Where was mm. all this support when we had was it, was it the police in crime bill or something like that? The one the other year where they legalised all the dual limits and that, and then you had all the situation in Europe as well, where uh, Matt Fury King uh, we had to basically fly over to um, Europe to Brussels mm. uh, yeah. to help sort of save airsoft effectively but you know we're sending Canada all our support anyway hopefully they get through this I've not read into it too much because I've had other things going on and I don't want to get too much into it but guys just show Canada some support let's just get some force behind it and try not to get them have airsoft banned yeah, I think it's um, I think I think it's quite sad actually looking at airsoft being banned because I've been talking quite a lot recently with a lot of ex-military people and a guy actually who has done you know several years in I think sixteen or eighteen years in para para rescue and you know the guy the guys you know had some problems mentally you know, with PTSD and stuff and there's a lot I can vouch for a lot of people there's a lot of people in airsoft who use airsoft as a way to kind of you know relieve their you know tension and they it's just kind of like their sanctuary in a sense and i think that removing airsoft for a lot of people would actually have a lot of repercussions not just removing like a a hobby or something fun but it's also going to affect a lot of people mentally because that's sort of what you know people like to do and there's a lot of people who really enjoy it not just for the whole game side of it but also the community and also the yeah, just being able to do something they enjoy and it's really a fantastic sport yeah, and having it removed from anyone I don't want to see happen but aside from that as well I think that obviously I think one of the main pushes of the whole movement with stopping B, uh, Bill C- C21 was obviously house gamers and like I was saying a bit earlier in the podcast airsoft is something that hasn't gained enough recognition yet really to yeah. be known on a wide enough scale and with you know paintball obviously being something that's recognize a lot more frequently than airsoft i think that it's absolutely vital for all of the key key players and influencers such as house gamers such as novrich such as all of the the main youtubers to you know keep that you know the action going so that their influence is bringing in the new players so you know for someone who has i think 1.2 million subscribers now i mean i could be wrong with that now so don't hold me to it but house gamers with 1.2 i think uh, million subscribers yeah. you know he's obviously a huge influencer for airsoft as a whole and you know his, his content and his videos and youtube and everything as he's based in canada canada are absolutely vital in my opinion yeah. to you know keeping new players rolling through you know into the sport and you know getting that first gun bought or going to that site for the first time and buying that rental 
you know, you know, the, the thriving of the sport relies a lot on the influences nowadays. Nowadays, and someone like House Gamers as well. You know, I, I really want to see him. You know, keep making his content, keep playing airsoft, and obviously, like I said, as as well alongside that, all the people in Canada as well. You know, there's lots of people who use airsoft for reasons other than just having fun and i think it's really important for everyone to keep playing airsoft and you know something like this recently cropped up a few years ago in the uk as well and i think that when the community pulls together like it is with canada you know anything can really be done so i don't think it's going to go through personally but i think we sh everyone should do everything they can really to help stop it because it's it's bigger than just yourself if you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely um, so yeah, Canada, we're sending our support, we're sending our love. Hopefully, things work out for you. Um, and Absolutely. Yeah, I think really that's it for tonight. Um, so yeah, uh, have you got anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to discuss quickly? <laughs> Sorry, I said it's uh, no, it's been another good one. It's um, no, it's always great coming on to show of you, mate. It's um, yeah, you've got a quality thing going on here. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you came back as well. It's good to have you back on and hear what's going on. And look forward to seeing what Anvil brings in the future. Where can yeah, people find fun. you? Right. So obviously the main website to find in you know, the products and everything we sell on is AnvilTacticalAirsoft.com. That's exactly how you think you'd spell it. And for social media and everything on Instagram, it's at AnvilTacticalAirsoft. On Facebook, it's at AnvilTacticalAirsoft as well. Twitter, Anvil Airsoft, it's a bit different. YouTube, Anvil Tactical Airsoft. So, uh, yeah, you know, connect on any of these on these social profiles. And obviously, for anyone who's listening as well, you know, be sure to just drop a message, even if you don't want to buy anything, if you just want to chat, chat about Airsoft. You know, I love talking to the community. So it'd be awesome to, you know, hear from anyone who's listening and get some opinions too. Cool. Uh, you guys know where to find me by now. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks again to Anvil Tactical for coming on. Um, and no I'm problem. looking forward Thanks to for seeing these. Me. I'm looking forward to seeing these more Cam Tropic patches. Let me know when they're coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, I think probably, obviously, this will be released after the yeah. uh, after we relaunch them. But I think we're going to probably launch them around Thursday or Friday, hopefully. And mm. I mean, it's going to be really good. We've got. In terms of the stock levels, we'll have 25 initially, then 25 the next couple of days after that. And then yeah. we will be doing a batch two as well. So we'll probably have anywhere between 50 to 200, depending on how big the demand is after that. So there'll be plenty to go around. So, yeah, keep an eye out. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for me, guys. Um, so just take care at the moment. I can't say take your hits because we're not playing <laughs> for at least another month yet. Um yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell me about it. Um, but yeah, just take care of each other. Take care of yourself. Wear your mask. Sanitize your hand. Don't cough on people. Don't lick people's faces. Don't be a dick. And I'll see you guys next time on the <laughs> Chairsoft Show. Bye for now.